0: Welcome to the Encounter Christian Church message podcast, where we bring you the latest messages from our Sunday services. To find out more about Encounter, or to plan your visit with us, you can find us online at www.encounter.cc. We hope you enjoy this message. Hello and welcome to Church Online. Thank you for joining me this morning as I bring a word from the Word of God today. I'm going to be sharing a message Um, We are full of faith about this season in the life of our church. This is the second week of the series that we have called The Comeback Trail. Glenn spoke last week about how times of hardship like the ones that we're in right now and that we have been going through uh, collectively over the last few months can actually bring about great strength and opportunity for change in our lives. And we're seeing that certainly coming to bear right now in the life of our church. Much change taking place But I just want to bring this word this week. It's about uh, recognising the times that we are in. Because I believe that we need discernment to recognise what time we are in, in God, and how to work with Him and what He is doing during this time. You know, in Ecclesiastes 3, we read about all the different times that God has ordained. And it says that there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born. And a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build. There's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. And I've heard preachers say that there's nothing in the Bible about COVID-19. How about that? A time to refrain from embracing. There's a time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. There's a time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. There is a time for everything. You know, every season has a purpose. Every time has an associated activity. Is it time to tear down or mend, to keep or throw away, to laugh or to to mourn? What is this time that we live in? Is it time for us to retreat? Or is it time for us to take ground? Is it time for us to stop and regroup? Or is it time for us to march forward? You know, we're in this season that we're calling a comeback. And the reason we are so confident that it is time for this church to come back is because in Matthew, Jesus tells Simon Peter that upon the revelation that Jesus Christ is God's son, the Messiah, the fulfillment of God's promise to the people of Israel. On that revelation, he would build his church. And it's that church that we are a part of today. And it's against that church that Jesus said the very gates of hell should not overcome it in other words there's not anything under heaven nothing in the earth not even hell itself that can overcome the church of God that can erase God's mandate to the local church to be the body of Christ in our gathering and the hands and the feet of Jesus in our communities friends I'm confident that it is never time for the church to back down to retreat, to lay low, it's never time for us to suspend our mission. Do we have to be wise about the time we live in? Of course, but don't doubt the mission or the mandate for the local church based on what is happening in the world right now. You know, there's a real danger in misreading the times. Let me tell you a quick story. Who remembers blockbuster Video? Some people may know where I'm heading with this. Young people will have no idea. And uh, here's why. So Blockbuster is like a movie library where people would pay to have a membership and then they can go and rent movies. They pay per movie. You go and browse the shelves just like in a library full of books, if you remember those, and... You can pick a title off the shelf, take it up to the checkout, and they will put a disc inside. You get the movie that you want, you scan your card, take the movie home, watch it on a DVD player, return it a few days later for someone else to watch. Literally exactly like a library, but you've got to pay, right? So, this was actually quite a profitable business at one point in our history. In the 1980s, the very first store like this called Blockbuster Video was opened up in America. And within 10 years, there were over 1,000 Blockbuster stores across America and they were expanding internationally. In fact, the very first video store that I went to, just like that, was a Blockbuster video. So this is a rapidly expanding market during the 80s and 90s and Blockbuster seemed to have the market on lock, this home entertainment. But uh, the reason I need to tell you what Blockbuster is, and you haven't heard that name perhaps today is because the owners of Blockbuster actually failed terribly at reading the times and knowing, um, anticipating what the market was going to do next. In 1997, a little shop called Netflix set up and their first product that they offered to this home entertainment market was mail-order DVDs. So a really similar system. You'd become a member and then you could get DVDs sent to you in the mail. And then when you were finished, you would mail them back. So their market was aimed at capturing the market of people who lived too remotely to access a blockbuster store. So they were going for a different segment of this market with the same sort of product. So Blockbuster, thinking, well, we're not really reaching those people anyway, we're not at all worried about this little shop called Netflix and the service that they were offering. But you see how Netflix's unique position in that market of trying to reach people who, no matter where they lived, positioned them to think about, well, I wonder how else we could expand this market of reaching people no matter where they live and I wonder if the internet could help. So, imagine the mindset of the Blockbuster board when Netflix approached them asking if they would invest and partner with them on their new venture, a digital home entertainment enterprise. Blockbuster already had this market totally locked up. They weren't threatened at all by Netflix and Netflix were asking for $50 million on their first round of investment in this new venture. Blockbuster passed. They chose not to invest why would they spend 50 million dollars on a small fry vendor on something that was speculative and they didn't even know would work yet when they already dominated this market so we see netflix facing economic hardship too the dvd market was dwindling and they only had a small part of this market in the first place and now their first round of investors had passed things did not look promising but of course we know in 2010, Blockbuster filed for bankruptcy. And we know what happened to Netflix, don't we? If ever there were economic winners in this crisis, this current climate, Netflix are certainly among them. Actually, this month, in July 2020, Netflix accounts for 15% of all all internet traffic. Think about that. All the work that is now being done online and has been done around the world in this last month, in July 2020, Zoom calls, online schooling, Instagram, Facebook, online databases, online retail, even with all of that, 15% of the entire internet is people watching Netflix. And by the way, That $50 million opportunity now has a market cap of $209 billion. You know, we here at Encounter have the chance to invest in the future of this place, in a new venture. We have just had a quiet season. A time to lay low, a time to reassess, and yes, there have been changes. These are changes that we couldn't predict and that we perhaps wouldn't have chosen but things that nonetheless belonged to a time. And during this time in my role here and just in conversation with friends and family, I'm hearing a lot of people asking a really good question. What's next? It makes sense. I believe that part of God's purpose in this time has been to give people an opportunity to step back, to reassess and to ask, okay, what are we going to add back in when we start to rebuild our lives again? But I would put it to you today that the time for asking what's next has come to a close and that we now need to start saying what now? We have to be wise to the time that we are in sensitive to the close of one season and the opening of another so that we don't miss out on what God is doing. And I'm here today and I'm bringing you a message that is reinforcing the mandate on this church, that God is bringing this church into a comeback season. Sure, a few investors have passed on the opportunity to be a part of our future and that can hurt the self-image of an organisation like ours it can make us question what God is doing here but this is not a speculative venture that we are engaging in we are talking about a sure thing a mission from God that is assured because God is still true to his word and he is still working across the earth to build his church and the gates of hell will not overcome it. I'm not talking about defying restrictions today. We love you. We want to keep you safe and we want to work with whatever the government is recommending. But we cannot afford to be blockbuster and keep doing what we've been doing and just hoping things will turn around. We have to be a people that know the time that we are in and actually anticipate what is coming up so that we can start building towards it. The time is now the comeback is already underway. The question is, are you going to be a part of it? Will you come back with us? Because I want to be Netflix. You know, there's a story in the Bible that I was reading recently that is talking to a group of people in the Old Testament who were in a similar place that I believe we are in spiritually. Uh, it's found in the book of Haggai. Now Haggai was one of the minor prophets, you don't need to know what that is, but um, he was basically the voice of God. That is what a prophet is, they would bring the word of the Lord to the people and that is still what a prophet does today, but the Holy Spirit of God obviously works differently now amongst us New Testament believers. So in 538, BC under the reign of the Persian king Darius he agreed to allow some Israelites a a big number of them actually who had been captured previously under the Babylonian sort of overthrow of Jerusalem and they'd been exiled into Persia and living there for you know almost a generation and this king agrees to let them go home and start to rebuild the city of Jerusalem and this begins the um, about 150 year period which we call the return to Zion you might have heard of it And it's here that the word of God comes to Haggai and he's the first prophet to speak to the people of Israel after this period of exile, speaking right into the heart of them at this time, about the time that they were living in, correcting their thinking so that they would recognize this was a God-appointed time and he had a purpose in it. And Haggai here speaks straight to the heart of what we are experiencing as well. Now, these people had eagerly set about building their homes after returning to Jerusalem because, of course, they needed to. Their homes had fallen into disrepair while they were exiled. And there was obviously some discussion among them about the timeline of this rebuilding project, what things would happen in which order. And it seems as though they'd reached some sort of agreement that they would first rebuild their family homes. And then at a later date, once everything was good and comfortable again, they would set about some civic projects, including rebuilding the temple. And we hear, we see here in Haggai uh, chapter 1 verse 2, that he says this to the people, speaking on God's behalf. These people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house and we see in Haggai that he is actually speaking to three groups of people here Zerubbabel the governor of Judah and Joshua the high priest along with all of the returning people themselves so we have the government the church leaders and then the people all thinking it's not yet time to rebuild the temple but now the voice of God through the prophet Haggai says this you're misreading the times It is time to rebuild the house of God. The word of the Lord, this is verse 3, came through the prophet Haggai. Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your panelled houses while this house remains a ruin? Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honoured, says the Lord. Church, I believe the spirit of Haggai is here on this house in this comeback season. And even though, in all good sense, you may say not yet about rebuilding God's house, I urge you to give careful thought to your ways because I believe there is a prophetic voice rising up over the people of encounter. And I don't just mean my voice, I mean God's voice speaking through many people and circumstances because that is how His Holy Spirit works. And it is crying out, it is time. Here in Haggai, we read on that Zerubbabel, the governor, Joshua, the high priest, and the remnant of the people received Haggai's word. And they recognised that it was indeed the voice of God speaking to them through the prophet and calling them back into this rebuilding of God's house. And in verse 12, we read that they obeyed this voice. They obeyed the word of the Lord. In verse 13, then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave this message of the lord to the people i am with you declares the lord so the lord stirred up the spirit of zerubbabel son of shealtiel governor of judah and the spirit of joshua son of josadak the high priest and the spirit of the whole remnant of the people they came and began to work on the house of the lord almighty their god friends i believe it's time that we let god's spirit stir us up. Our church is not in ruins of course by any stretch but there has been a setback and where there's a break there's a chance to reset and to come back. The church is the body of Christ and I was just thinking recently when do we ever rejoice? When are we ever happy about a broken or hurting body? Pretty much never but I can think of one exception pregnancy and childbirth. As we get to choose our response to this season, I believe that we can see this as death pains or the pains that come with ushering in new life. And we do that by knowing what time we are in. We know it's not time to die. The death of the church just doesn't exist in God's plan for us here on earth. So the only question is, do we rebuild now or do we rebuild later. Do we wait until our own homes are finished or do we start work now? Are you like the people in the book of Haggai saying yes we rebuild but not yet? I want to say it is time. It is time to rebuild and i believe in today that God will uphold the work of your hands in building your household if you will first build his because God is a rewarder of those who seek him in Matthew six thirty three, Jesus reassures some people who are asking him questions. They're worried about them, uh, about meeting their household expenses. What will they eat? What will they wear? How will they pay for things? And Jesus says this: Seek first the kingdom of God, and then all of these things will be added to you. These are relatable concerns, aren't they? Seek first to the kingdom of God. Psalm fifty eight verse eleven: Surely the righteous still are rewarded. Hebrews 11 verse 6, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Church, I want to reassure you today that our hands are to the plough in rebuilding this place. I mean, Glenn and I, our staff here at Encounter, the elders and the board, many of our volunteer leaders, we are already working. The comeback has begun. But leadership is only one part of the body and it will be so much better if you will join us on this comeback. We want you to be part of this comeback trail. We want you to know the joy and the ease of rebuilding the house when God says it is time and to know the reward of those who build God's house. You know, I believe that there is a spirit of Haggai on this house for this time and I was so excited earlier this week to discover that the name Haggai actually means festival. It's a party to rebuild God's house when he says it's time. You know, you may have experienced the bitterness of overwork in the past. You know, Jesus says that when we partner with him, that his yoke is easy and his burden is light and that he provides rest for the weary. And I have the sense that this next season of rebuilding the church is going to be joyful. There will be an ease to it. And that we will do it from a place of rest together. And I want to declare healing right now over the person I'm speaking to who has been burnt, the person who has been burnt out, the one who is doubtful about rejoining the efforts to rebuild this house. I'm just believing right now that as you would bravely put your hands to the plough in building God's house, that you will be blessed with an abundance of energy And with renewed hope for this season in your life, as your reward to obedience, uh, to God's voice telling you that it is time, I'm believing that your household is going to be blessed. And I think there's someone I'm speaking to this morning, and you're watching today from home, and perhaps you've already decided in your heart that you're not going to come back. That you're quite happy looking after you and yours, and watching online, and that even when restrictions lift, you're good with things the way they are. But as you're listening, is there something inside of you stirring? Some part of you that is still excited about the thought, the prospect of rebuilding God's house together with us, then I believe that is the Lord stirring up your spirit just as he did to Zerubbabel and Joshua and to the remnant of the people when Haggai prophesied, now is the time to build God's house. This church is on the comeback trail. My question to you this morning is would you come back with us you know you may be watching today and uh, you don't even know if you're a Christian and is there a place for you in God's house is there a place for you in this plan to rebuild God's house I just want to tell you today from me to you you belong here Yes, there is a place for you in God's house. His house has many rooms and room for everybody to come. And if you want to know more about how you could come into a relationship with Jesus, the the type of things that we've been talking about today, then I would just encourage you to let somebody in your world know. Let us know through the Next Steps tab of our website where you can um, send a, a quick little message off and one of our pastoral team will see that and get back to you because we would love to invite you and to show you the type of place that you could take in this plan of God for your life to be intertwined with the life of this church in this rebuilding season come with us on the comeback trail church let me pray for you today God, we seek you this morning and we thank you for bringing your word through the Bible and through me today, God, that you would be stirring up the spirit of people listening, that you would confirm your word in many ways, God, that it is indeed time to rebuild your house. And God, I pray for your healing to flow right now, for you to bring about healing of past hurts, that you would restore the relationship of people to their church, where there have been breaks, God, that you would reset, that you would heal. God, I pray for abundance to mark the homes that choose to partner with us. God, I pray for your ease and your rest. And Lord, we thank you for fruitful labor in this season of coming back. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. To stay in touch with Encounter, follow us on Instagram at Encounter.cc or find us on Facebook at encounter.shepherd.